Right, let's see, am I on? Okay, good morning, hello. Are you there? We're here, we're awake. You know, as we were singing, just this idea of praise is so powerful for our lives. Uh, this past Wednesday, we were going through the book of Philippians and reminded that uh, that story in Acts where the Apostle Paul and Silas had brought Jesus, the message of Jesus, to Philippi and they were beaten and they were thrown in prison and it says that in the middle of the night, what were they doing? Praising, just, just singing praises to God and, and there's something so powerful about that. I, again, this week, there's flowers up here. Uh, Pat Balsley uh, went to be with Jesus and uh, we had a service celebrating her life on Friday but, you know, whatever you faced whatever we face there's something so powerful to be reminded of who God is and to, to praise him and when we do that something something incredible happens in our own hearts and we realize that uh, we have peace we have joy we have everything with God with us so praise praise his name praise his name uh, right after this service we're having a congregational meeting so I invite you if you're a member please uh Consider coming, and if you're not a member, you're more than welcome to come and, and join us and just learn about uh, some of the things that uh, we're deciding on together here at the body, and we would, we would love to have you join us as well. So have you ever been distracted? I would like to say I haven't, or absent-minded, uh, but my wife's around here somewhere, and she could tell you I, I have a tendency for that, and I think I know where I got it. Um, my uh, I, I called my dad this morning just to confirm this story, but I, I remember as a kid hearing my uncles and aunts laughing about this uh, time. They uh, were getting ready to go, my grandfather and, and uh, my grandmother and my dad and all their siblings, and, and they had a, a, an old Jeep, and they had loaded all, everything up in the car, and my grandfather had forgotten something and ran inside, but they happened to have two Jeeps, and so he came back out, and he jumped in the other car with his family in, the other, in one, and he took off and left them just sitting there. <laughs> and so, uh, so I, I think that's where I got it <laughs> from. But um, a lot of times we have to be reminded what we're doing and, and why we're doing it, right? Um, it's easy to forget. And so this past um, few weeks, uh, these first five weeks of January, we've kind of taken a pause. And, and I, I got to be honest with you, these aren't the most comfortable sermons for me. I, I love preaching through the Bible expositorily, and so this is a stretch for me, but it, it's so important. Uh, this is so important that we are reminded together what our values are, uh, what, what do we treasure together, because that, that shapes what we do. It shapes the decisions we make and where we invest our energy, our time. And so uh, we talked about our values. And then last Sunday, we talked about our, our vision, uh, being a community, uh, being transformed by Jesus Christ. And, and what, a, what a beautiful uh, vision God has given us, particularly here at Rimrock. And, and I just love how, how God has brought We see how that's going to be carried out into the future because the reality is um, we're all in a process of transformation. Um, God has called us the church, the, the community, the called out people that belong to God. Our identity, everything we are is found in God. And so this idea of community is found in the, the person of God. And then this transformation which God is doing, and I'm sure many of you can look back one year, two years with Christ and say, man, there's things that God has changed in me, that he's still changing in me. And then I think of Pat 
ballsy and the transformation that she's experienced now in the presence of Jesus and, and it's that resurrection transformation that we're all looking forward when these bodies of, of sickness and death and sin will be done away with and we'll have beautiful perfect bodies and that transformation's coming but until then God is working in us and so this is our vision that ultimately culminates in the person of Jesus and so our vision is is more than just accomplishing things doing things that's in a person Jesus but now we're going to talk about our mission our mission this morning we're going to look at three wor- three phrases that um, describe our mission which is uh, experiencing God embrace grace and engaging others so why why a mission statement so values are kind of the foundation and vision is where we are headed where we're going what we're our future then mission describes what we're doing in the present it describes and shapes what we do in the present and so we need to be reminded of these things because we can get forget or or get distracted Um, I believe Jesus had a mission statement in Luke chapter 4 before Jesus started his ministry he stood up in front of a crowd in a synagogue where people were worshiping and he read out of the prophet Isaiah he said the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery for the sight of the blind to set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and you can see all of Jesus life and death and resurrection in that statement because everything he did was shaped by this this purpose of God to bring salvation, to bring life, to bring freedom. And I think he's still doing it. I believe that with all my heart through the Holy Spirit. And this morning we heard from Steve and Angela who talked about what? Freedom, (laughs) right? What God, what Jesus is doing in their lives. And so we see the mission of Jesus and Jesus expressed that mission to us. He invited us to be part of that. In Matthew 28, he said, all authority has been given to me. And he says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you and so this mission statement that Jesus has given his followers is not only for rim rockets for all Christians all across the globe (laughs) and meeting in churches all across Rapid City and so what binds us together as followers of Jesus is this commission this this mandate that Jesus has given us because his mission is to bring salvation to bring life to bring goodness to bring love to our world and so he has chosen us and he's done that work in us and now he has sent us to go and so this is our overall mission as followers of Jesus but for us at Rimrock to be reminded of that we have these three words these three phrases that we we we're going to look at today and we need to continually in fact they're written all over our walls all over our, our papers and our website because they're important they're important they help us understand what we are doing in the present the first one experience God experience God and I love that our, our, our values, our, our vision, and our mission is all about God. 
It's not about us. It's, it's really his story, but because of who he is, he's included us, and he loves us, and his, 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 his purpose is to bless us. And, and there's this, this idea found throughout Scripture that is very powerful that is, shows up at the very beginning in Genesis where Adam and Eve are walking in the garden, and it says God walks with them. And so there's this purpose that God has for us, for humanity, to, to dwell, to live, to abide, to be with him. And so as human beings, we are the, the, the ultimate creation that God has made. We can look around us at the world and be fascinated and amazed by everything that God has created. It's amazing. It's astounding. But the Bible is very clear that only men and women are made in the image of God. So people are central to God's plan, his purpose, his heart. And I believe the Bible says that you and I and every person ever born is God's greatest treasure. He treasured you and I and every person ever created so much that he was willing to lay down his very life to give his son so that we could be with him. In Exodus 29, we, we are reminded of this great vision that God has, that they will know that I am the Lord their God who brought them out of Egypt so that I may dwell with them. I am the Lord their God. And this is consistent throughout scripture, this picture and, and the fact that Jesus came and lived among us, John chapter one, and the fact that the Holy Spirit is poured out among us all signifies this purpose, this plan that God has that we might be with him. Now, this is so important when we're talking about mission because again, I said mission is about doing, right? It's about doing things. But as we do, we, remind, we must be reminded that it's about God, experiencing him, walking with him, knowing him, abiding in him, dwelling with him. I'm gonna have on the screen Romans chapter 11, verses 33 through 36, and and I'm going to read this out. Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? And here's the key verse. For from him and through him and for him are all things. Not some things. Not just church things. All things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. And so when we talk about the mission, we must be reminded that everything we do is about God and ultimately for his glory. And if, and if we forget that or lose that, then all of a sudden we're doing a lot of work and doing a lot of things, but we've lost the whole reason for it. And we've become very busy, but we're not experiencing God. And so for us at Rimrock, we keep this front and center when we talk about mission, when we talk about what we do, we want to experience God because he is everything from him, through him, and for him, <laughs> all things. It's awesome. I'm going to have a, a short video here. Jeannie Short uh, works as our connection coordinator, serves here at church, and uh, she's been such a blessing to me and to this body, and I'm going to have her share a little bit about experiencing God here at Rimrock. Hi, I'm Jeannie Short. I've worked at the church for three and a half years as the connections coordinator, but our family has called this our church home 
for over 14 years. When Ben asked me how I've experienced God at Rimrock, my, my first thought was in countless ways. And so I want to share with you today just a few of the ways that come to mind. I've experienced God through Rimrock, particularly through our women's ministry, in studies, in relationships, in retreats, and most recently on the Fully Alive leadership team. Our family has experienced God through Rimrock in distinct ways in our best times and in some of our hardest times as people have come alongside us and lived in community with us and joined us in our joys and in our sorrows. I've experienced God in worship with small groups and large groups at Rimrock. I've experienced God down by the creek in times of solitude or journaling. One of my favorite things at Rimrock is sitting around a table and visiting over food. So I love Wednesday night suppers and fundraising dinners, fall fill up and all the other opportunities. Working at Rimrock, one of my favorite things and one of the ways that I experience God is by watching countless volunteers help make things happen at Rimrock welcoming people, helping them find seats. It's one of my favorite things to do is to watch that. I've experienced God at Rimrock in ways that have changed my life and the life of my family. And I am forever grateful. Amen. Amen. (laughs) She's back. (laughs) That's good. I'm so thankful for for what Jeannie's sharing. And and, and here's what we got to keep in mind is, is there's so many different things that happen here at church and there's so many ways to get involved but but let's not forget what it's about experiencing God <laughs> his presence I love what there's a little book called uh, practicing the presence of God by brother Lawrence and, and what a what an important reminder as we think about these things now when I read to you out of Matthew 28 the commission the great commission the the mission statement that God has given us as followers of Jesus I left the part out um, maybe some of you picked up at that. But he ends that time by saying, you know, when you go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing, teaching them everything, he says what? I will be with you always. So when we engage in the, the mission that God is giving us in whatever ministry and area that you are serving, remember, <laughs> God is with you. And that is part of our mission. The second piece of our mission statement is embrace grace embrace grace and if you've spent uh, any amount of time at Rimrock you will hear this word a lot (laughs) and I love that we use this word a lot because it's so important when C.S. Lewis was asked what distinguishes Christianity from every other religion he said one word grace grace is powerful and it's the foundation for our relationship with God and so as we look at our mission there's two aspects to grace that that we embrace the first is God's grace towards us. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through 10, uh, describe this reality of God's grace towards us. And, and it begins, Ephesians 2, with talking about our true condition, which is dead, <laughs> dead in our sin and far from God. But verse 4 says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace 
you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. I'm so thankful for the grace of God (laughs) because the reality of our condition was desperate, dead. (laughs) There was no getting out of that situation, but God intervened in our lives. And so that becomes paramount as we think about mission as we think about doing as we think about what God has called us to do if we forget grace pretty soon we're doing the opposite we're trying to earn and our boast is in our works and ourselves but if we embrace grace we understand there is nothing good in me there's nothing good in us it is God who has done it It is God who has given this to us and is God who is producing in us grace but the second aspect of that grace is it's meant to be shared And so it's not enough just to understand grace towards us. There's also a grace that God is calling us to live out with others. And as we've been shown grace, God has called us to grace. If you read that verse 10, we are God's handiwork. We have a purpose, works, good works that God has for us, works of grace towards others. I was reminded of this powerfully I think it was last week, I, I get confused sometimes with time, but it was recently, and we had a, a, a meeting with our ministry board where we do a lot of the decision making uh, for the church, and uh, it's a wonderful group of people. I look forward to these times with them, and it's, it's a healthy time of dialogue and sharing and, and making decisions together, but um, the end of that night stuck in my heart forever because Everyone had left, and uh, there was three of us left, uh, one of our elders and, and uh, his wife, who also serves on the ministry board, and, and she had um, driven separately, so she had walked out, and so I was talking uh, with her husband, and then she came back in, and she said, guys, I think you need to come see this, and there was uh, on the sidewalk, and it was a cold night, I've lived in Minnesota a long time, and I would not be comfortable laying on the sidewalk uh, and, and that kind of cold and there was this hump and there was a guy laying there on the sidewalk and so um, we kind of got his attention kind of woke him up and you could smell the alcohol on his breath and and uh, we brought him in side and I'll have to confess to you guys um, my heart was not feeling a lot of grace <laughs> towards this guy I was I was tired and wanting to go home but but something powerful happened the, the wife of, of this elder who was there um, began to show an amazing amount of love and grace for this man. This man. She began to talk with him. She went and washed his glasses and, and knelt by him and prayed with him and began to talk to him and found out his mother was sick and dying and found out he had served as a veteran and, and was traumatized by war experience. And all of a sudden, what like kind of like that parable of the good Samaritan that I was ready to walk right on by we realized that Jesus was manifesting himself through this experience and allowing the grace of God to impact this man and how many times 
do we see that where we see the grace of God being poured out through his people. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's wonderful. And that's our mission as a church. We are called to be agents of grace. And I was so thankful that I saw that lived out that night. And the last one, engaging others. I began this series by saying value for us as followers of Jesus is not found in what we get, but in what we give. Jesus said it this way. He said, whoever would follow me, he says, must lose his life. He says, if he loses his life, then he will gain it. You see, Jesus flipped values upside down because the world says, I only get value out of what is for me, what's, what, what, what I get. But Jesus shows us another way that value is found in giving. Jesus said it this way when the disciples were fighting about who would be in charge, who would sit next to Jesus and his kingdom. And what did he say? He says, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so Jesus changes how we see value. And for us as Christians, this is part of our, our mission, is to live this kind of life of generosity, of giving, of sacrifice, of love for others. I'm going to have uh, Dave and Kareen Carpenter share a little bit through video about engaging others. Hi, we're Dave and Kareen Carpenter. Uh, ben has asked us to share what engaging with others means to us. We moved to Rapid City about 24 years ago with our young family. Our daughter was 11 and our son was 4 years old. Uh, we began coming to Rimrock and our children immediately began attending the Sunday school programs, Awanas, and later the youth group. We were able to help with those programs, uh, getting to know our children's friends and their parents. And then we also joined in an in-home Bible study group, sharing meals and a Bible study together. This helped us to develop some really rich and trusting friendships uh, that I think will last for years. I really think that what engaging others means for us is great friendships and a purpose here in Rapid City and at Rimrock Church. For active people who like to do and go, engaging others is the exciting part of Rimrock's mission statement. Engaging others has put the wheels on experiencing God and embracing grace in our lives. We have been pleased many times, blessed many times, participating in the ministries at Rimrock and in other churches and ministries. Our closest friends and many cherished memories have come from these experiences. Corrine and I met for the first time at a young adult ministry in California and made lifelong friends in that group of young folks. The teaching ministry is a great opportunity to interact with others in the study of God's Word. You really get to know other people in small groups when you hear them explain how God's Word has impacted their lives and then share your own experiences. The Remrocks pastors do a great job with the weekly sermons, and we look forward to those. But small groups are where a person can really share with others and be impacted by them. For us, having the uh, or being the hands and feet of Jesus and serving others is what motivates us to engage others the most. There are many needs and ways to serve others at Rimrock and in other ministries Rimrock supports. All of us have or will experience times of crisis in our lives, and those times are when God's love can explode like a volcano and touch many people. The blessings flow abundantly to those who are served and those doing the serving. 
We have been on the receiving end as well as the giving end, and it is truly a sweet experience when God's love is shared. Amen. I love that phrase, exploding like a volcano. <laughs> I love it. This is countercultural. Our, our culture is a consumeristic culture. So we, we organize our lives what's comfortable, what's good and safe for us. And so this mission statement runs counter to that. It invites us into a kind of life that engages, that serves, that loves, that gives to others. I think there's a passage in the Bible that sums up this entire mission statement for us at Rimrock, experiencing God, embracing grace, engaging others. In John chapter 15, in a minute we're gonna read it, but this passage talks about abiding. Remember, we, talk, we started with talking about this, this idea of God's purpose of dwelling with his people. And so we, as followers of Jesus, those who have received the grace of Jesus, are called into this relationship with him. And it's, the, the picture we're given is like a, a, br- a branch and a vine. And so as that branch is attached to that vine, it produces life and fruits ultimately. And so I want to ask you to stand as we read this passage, as we think about our mission and where the source of fruitfulness comes from and what God wants to do in us. John John chapter 15, verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Don't you love it that God wants your joy? My command is this, love each other as I loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. This is my command, love each other and so as the worship team comes up I want you to think about this the abiding relationship with God is the result of that is action (laughs) it's it's evidenced in our love and how we interact with others how we treat others and that's foundational for our mission here at Rimrock that we would see the power and the love of God flow through us Levi, let's stand.